Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I am Nick, and as you'll find out in our later game segment, I am now a reverse centaur and joined by the perpetually attacked by birds, Julie. Hi, Julie. <laughs> Hi, guys. And happy birth. Oh, Emma's vomiting. Emma vomits every time she hears happy birthday. Hey, Emma. Hi. Today we're talking about, obviously, our staples, UK Drag Race, American Drag Race, all the drag content, but Julie also cares a lot about a movie called I Care A Lot. I dragged it even. I dragged it. <laughs> she dragged the hell out of it. My wig was blown off like the Maxwell audio tape man with the fervor and the violence with which he did not like this movie. So buckle up because it's about to be a fun time. Full spoilers. Well, yeah. Do If you plan on watching, watch this movie before you listen to this if you have any intention. Watch this movie, then watch Trixie and Katya, then come here. <laughs> so you have There's work to do. Yeah, Exactly. Don't come on here unprepared like me. It will not bode well for you. We also talk about WandaVision because I've been watching that. If you're a fan of the Marvel comics, don't listen to it because I get everything wrong. But it has been a fun dot, 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 romp, dot, 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 great time. And I've enjoyed it immensely. And Julie, what else did we talk about? Uh, a whisper of The Lady and the Dale, which I just started watching. And so did Emma, which is an awesome docuseries on HBO Max about a very interesting grifter who may have changed their gender. What? Are two of our favorite things, stealing from people and gender identity. <laughs> and we talk about a whisper of it because we can't whisper ourselves. So prepare for some more screaming, some more yelling, some more emotions, some more outbursts. We hope you have a great week and we hope this is the cherry on top of it. That was perfect. Amazing. Well, I don't know. You know, I got to tell you, today was a really somber day for me because I agreed with Meghan McCain again. And I just, I don't even know who I am when that happens. You agreed with Meghan McCain when she again. went full emperor and said, why is it so hard for me, a, a host on The View, to get a shot or to schedule the, a shot? You got to say it like she says it. Like, if I, if I Meghan McCain, co-host of The View, don't know when I am getting vaccinated, then who does? Like, what's wrong with this? That's not the part I agreed with. <laughs> Why didn't she say that at all during the Trump administration, though? Like, it's been oh how many God. days? 30? <laughs> so every time they bring up what a terrible job Trump did, she's always like, well, Dr. Fauci lied to us. I don't know why you decided to listen to him because he lied from the beginning about the masks, which he did. So today she said he, he was asked on Good Morning America or whatever. Once you get your second vaccine, can you go around your grandchildren, whatever? And he's like, I'm not going to say now. We, don't, I, we need to get together as a team. We haven't decided with all the variants out there. And Megan McCain's like, the marketing is so bad around the vaccine right now. If you tell people they're going to get it and it's still life's never going to change, they're not going to get it. They said the, the marketing plan in Israel is um, take a shot, get a shot, meaning like once you take your shot, you can go get wasted. Yeah. And that that's why 89% of their people are taking it. Whereas <laughs> our messaging is so bad. And I'm like, oh my God, she might be right. <laughs> It's not a bad point, honestly. Right? <laughs> I mean, a broken clock's right twice a day, right? So, I think this. I think we should all go to Tel Aviv, is what I'm hearing. In every single end of the world movie, you know who lasts the longest? Israel, because everyone's trained in the military. They have natural walls surrounding it. Have you seen World War Z? Have you seen current existence in the moment now? Israel's always winning. Israel's. We're both shaking our heads. No. 
Well, that's why I kept talking over you. <laughs> so I I have fallen into a deep dive of YouTube clips of old views where I can yell at Elizabeth Hasselbeck nice. and <laughs> Megan McCain. And boy, Rosie was a lot more abrasive than I remember. I remember always just being on her side and thinking she was so cool. And wow, she was a lot. Do I seem paler than normal? Is that possible? You're basically powdered <laughs> as it is. There's more light in that room than normal. The sun's shining. Perhaps. Perhaps that's it. Um, who was your favorite view? <laughs> what what viewpoint is your favorite? Like, Vieira? Oh, I loved Meredith Vieira. I loved, I love, Sunny Hostin right now is the whip. She's yeah. so smart. She's a lawyer. She has decided to take on the Republican thing of saying the same thing every single day. So whenever they talk about Trump, she's like, the twice impeached, disgraced former president, former TV host, Donald Trump. She says nice. it every time. Just like the Republicans are always like, we'll just keep saying it until everyone knows. So, and it's annoying great. how effective that is. It's like people know more about Benghazi than anything else that's ever happened in American history. Not this lady, but. <laughs> well, Republicans. You're not a Republican, thank God. Yeah, not to my knowledge. I mean, I did agree with Megan McCain yeah, once. Twice. <laughs> I'm scared for you. Did you agree with her about the host thing? She, okay, so the other, okay. You know the expression shot and frightened, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Where bad things happen to other people and you laugh. I'm not a huge fan of that. I like to send goodness out into the world. I believe in loving kindness. But dunking on Ted Cruz this week has been a pleasure. Sure delight. So Megan also was dunking on Ted Cruz the other day. I was like. And she agrees that the Republicans are not taking the insurrection seriously. She thinks they should have impeached, so... I don't know what's happening. Either she's changing or I am. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's got to be tough that you've conscripted, essentially, and in many cases, like, actually taken up arms for this cause for your entire life. And it's tough to admit to yourself and realize that, oh, this is not the party that I initially signed up for. I have to change myself, especially when you've been inculcated with Democrats are evil for your entire life. But it's time to, like, hop off that wagon, at least be an independent. Well, that's the other thing Sunny says. She's like, the Republican Party is now the party of MAGA. It's now the party of QAnon. It's now the party of insurrectionists. You know, the majority of Republicans said they would vote for Trump again. So that is the party now. Like, you need to get on with that. Because I think, like, I thought, I think Megan McCain, since we're basically the same person now, <laughs> also thought after the insurrection that Republicans would turn and say, this is out of control. He's out of office. This has been insane. He's been holding us hostage for four years. Now we're free to go back to the small government. Nobody gets an abortion. Gays stay home. You know, lifestyle that we love. But they're not. Back to our roots. Back to your roots. Yes, yes. quiet white supremacy. And like throwing popcorn at the screen. <laughs> so, but I mean, I know it's over now, but, and Schadenfreude is terrible, but dunking on Ted Cruz was really fun. And watching See, that unfold on Twitter was amazing. See, I disagree. Schadenfreude is amazing. Dunking on, <laughs> you look so panicked. No, dunking on Ted Cruz is amazing, and he should absolutely I was like, be shamed. <laughs> I'm agreeing with Megan McCain and not with Nick. I, I am in the upside down, upside the down. Well, our scores last week were divergent for the first time ever. So who knows? Maybe we're slipping. They caught me slipping. No, but... I just, there's just no self-awareness, no regard for human life. Going to fucking Mexico. It's like they don't even understand all the stories that write themselves. You're saying that people can't cross the border from Mexico into America to seek a better life, but you did it because you were without power, as well as all your constituents, because of policies that you supported for deregulation on an outdated grid. 
But uh, no, it's, it's the Green New Deal's fault. Oh, did they even bring that to the floor yet? No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they, it's like, Jesus Christ. And then there was a nice Twitter thread. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm choosing to believe anything that makes me happy. And perhaps that makes me just as bad as the rest of them. But, on. Yeah. but there was um, one reporter who did a story about a small town in Texas and remained part of their Facebook group. And it's just like super pro Trump. Um, sorry, Trump. I don't need to pronounce his name correctly. He's, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> But they're super pro-Trump, super anti-Democrats. They're communists who are trying to destroy us and make frogs get you or whatever. But they literally got into infighting about AOC and were like, I mean, even if she's stunting, she's still helping. Why are we giving shit to people who are reaching across the aisle to actually do good for us? Like, what's how, how is that helping anyone to shit on her when she's doing more? Than, like, we don't have to compare her to the other people who are doing zero. She's still doing something. Like, we don't necessarily have to praise her, even though perhaps we should be doing that. But we don't have to malign her. Well, they showed the Fox News headlines, though, that they're like, it's 100% renewable energy. This is what the Green Deal, New Deal is going to bring America. And then if you look at the facts, like 20% of their stuff comes from wind and um, solar. But Wyoming has wind turbines and they don't freeze. They just didn't. You know, it's hard to spend the money. It's like Cincinnati. We got this giant snowfall for the first time in 13 years. You're like, why don't we have more snow trucks? Uh, Because we need money for other stuff. Mm -hmm. So I get it. You know, you just say we made a mistake. We didn't realize these giant storms were coming. They're here now. Instead of charging people $10,000 to use the power that they're using, how can we help everybody? Like, I don't even care about the rhetoric anymore. They knew it was coming 10 years ago. 10 years. I mean, our infrastructure is a mess everywhere. See, look at me, Megan McCain. Here I come. But I don't even know you. I'm submitting my resignation. <laughs> no, well, you're admitting infrastructure is bad, which I feel like is not very Republican. <laughs> I, Nick, Nick resigned. <laughs> I just, I'm sure I am personally, because I spent so much time doom scrolling and it's really taking me time to stop that. I was like, oh, thank God we can doom scroll about Ted Cruz. Now I can go watch Elizabeth Hasselbeck. It's like, hey, do you have anything better to do with your time? Oh, okay. The so like. Now. And the answer was yes. I donated a little bit of money to AOC. So part of that $5 million is definitely for me. And then I signed up to make phone calls to the elderly. And then, of course, my first phone call, they couldn't understand me. So because I have the world's worst voice. And that was the end of that. You absolutely do not. You're on a successful podcast. How could you have a terrible voice? The one podcast. Hello, sir. To- how are you today? I'm pretty much done. You did I'm great. like, hi. How, how are you? What? Sir, I can't hear you. I'm like. <laughs> he said sir that's fun no so i um the reason i give money is because i don't know how to cancel my subscriptions so every single time i'm like rolling donation i don't know how to stop them so i got one of those apps it's like you're spending all this money on yes. fitness for one that i need to quit but everything else is like you're giving like 150 dollars per month to all these <laughs> random causes i was like they probably still need my money so cool <laughs> so you can be benevolent and shot and fried knee lover Good. And lazy. They all go hand in hand, honestly. I have to walk literally two blocks to cancel my gym membership, but I can't because I don't like exercise, which is part of the problem. <laughs> and I simply um, shan't. Pretty sure I'm still paying Crunch Fitness from like three years ago, so. They, they that's like, they, there was the episode in the Friends about quitting the gym, and I was like, oh, these foolish, like, elderly people. And now I'm like, I'm them. Well, at Crunch, you either have to send a certified letter or go in. Yeah, like that's for all no the gyms. Yeah, how do I that's certify what we should a letter? do about this podcast? <laughs> We'd like you to subscribe. <laughs> and the only way to cancel is to find <laughs> Nick on find your phone 
Or send a certified letter. And good luck finding me. I'm nowhere. I'm at home. And I have locks on my door, so don't even try. Well, that was my segue into I'd like to start talking about myself. Thank you. Great. Go. Good one. Um, Thank you. No, I've actually done nothing. I've been watching Community um, because Happy Endings ended. Very upset by that. I'm continuing to watch WandaVision, which I'm not super into the MCU lore and Marvel comics. But, man, do I like an Olsen sister that can act. And she absolutely can. Tell me all about it because I have not renewed my Disney Plus, so I haven't looked at it. So it is about Wanda, who is one of the like anti-Avengers, but she teamed up with the Avengers. If anyone watches Marvel, they're probably like creating an effigy of burning me <laughs> because I'm not describing it well. But she's got powers. She's from this fake country that sounds like Slovakia, but isn't. And she's created this world that is based on sitcoms through the ages. So it starts in like the 50s with sort of like a Dick Van Dyke knockoff. And then it goes into uh, Mary Tyler Moore-esque and things like that. And then we find out that everything is not what it seems. What? Can you believe it? No. So it is fun. Catherine Hahn is amazing. And she handles all of these different roles super beautifully, taking on the affectations in a way that's super natural and organic for all these different time periods. And it's fun. And I feel like if you like you know, traditional television. It's a cool nod to that. And if you like the Marvel comics, there are a lot of nods to those because I'll read about all the Easter eggs and I'm like, I don't understand what this is. I understood (laughs) Ted Cruz's Zodiac messages more than this, but it is what it is. It's still fun. So you would recommend? I think so. Yeah. I don't know if I'm just so starved for content and everyone that I'm following on Twitter, because I had to create a third Twitter. I have my original Twitter that I don't use. I've got my tennis Twitter that has gotten all political. And now I just have homosexuals (laughs) who tweet about WandaVision. And (laughs) that's what they're into. So I'm like, bad party, all about it. That's fantastic. Yeah, I would recommend. I mean, you have to get it through Disney Plus. I um, use other means, but... Um, I'm surprised Here's you're not my sexuality. telling us anything about the Australian Open and women. And So here's what's happening in tennis. <laughs> Naomi Osaka, amazing superstar, won her fourth Grand Slam tournament. She has won the first four, a feat that has only been matched by Monica Seles on the women end of list. So she's wow. absolutely killer. She defeated Serena Williams in the semifinals, which was disappointing because... First of all, the constant changing of the metric for what Serena has to do to be considered the greatest of all time is absolute bullshit. Have you seen that, like, it was Sports Illustrated or something had a cover of, like, who's the greatest of all time? And there was a shadowy image of Serena in the back, and that was the only woman who was represented, and it was just like, this isn't correct. Shady. But, like, when... Steffi Graf had the title. She was always considered. She's won 22 Grand Slams in the open era. But now they're like, well, Margaret Court won 24, but not all in the open era. And somehow we're going to put Serena to that. So she hasn't been able to win a Grand Slam since her 23rd because of all the pressure. And it's kind of rough to watch because she gets in these strenuous moments towards the end of tournaments. And she just kind of fucks it up. <laughs> Naomi Osaka is still talented. What a winner. Just like globalization and one human form. A butterfly landed on her face. She did! <laughs> and there's some people of Asian descent who are talking about that's an ancestor of a Versailles one. She's been blessed. She's going to win the tournament, and she did. On the men's side, Novak Djokovic won his ninth, and then during the trophy ceremony, the Victorian government, who made sure this Grand Slam tournament could happen with people from all over the fucking world in attendance of the players and, like, a live crowd, 
booed when the government officials were talking about vaccinations. So it's all great. By someone who's anti-vax and Novak Djokovic. So the men are just a mess. Don't worry about them. They can't be the greatest of all time if they can't even get their shit together. It's Simone Biles, Serena Williams, or Bust. Thank Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I want that. I still want that one-armed catsuit thing that she wore, Serena. She looked at one leg, but whatever. You can do whatever you want with it. I think it had one arm and one leg. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Especially because you're taking such a stand. <laughs> when it comes to tennis, don't come for me. Check your I lipstick say, before you come for me. Nine out of ten times when you and I both dig our heels in, I'm wrong. So, Which is I, why, maybe that's why my uh, heels are so scuffed up, uh, my stubbornness. But I do appreciate amen because it's like, ah, anti-men, terrible. <laughs> ah, woman. Just kidding. Now you're anti-woman. She's Megan McCain! <laughs> So sad. The transformation is complete. <laughs> oh, I did enjoy. Somebody tweeted, hey, all you gays out there, quit loving on Meghan McCain. She just, you know, talked about how sad she is that Rush Limbaugh died. And let me tell you about how he used to have an AIDS hour where he talked about all the gays that died from AIDS. So she is not, not on our side. And I don't believe in that. I don't agree with her on that one. <laughs> Thank God there's a fucking limit. Well, I will go. Do you agree with the people who are saying... Let's not speak ill of the devil. Sorry, I almost said devil. <laughs> Don't speak ill of the dead. Um, even if they're pure trash, as Rush Limbaugh was. No. Same. Cool. I mean, he was disgusting. So he he was disgusting. It's not like he was terrible 100 years ago and then he had like a... He's just terrible. Um, I mean, I'm sure we have other better things to talk about. I know I do, oh, but... <laughs> what have you been watching this week, Julie? Okay, so... I woke up on Saturday and you get my little notification that Trixie and Katya have watched I Care A Lot. And Netflix has been telling me that I need to watch that movie anyway. It's like, hey, Julie, this is the number one in the movie you should watch this week. So have all the gays on my third Twitter account. I'm very <laughs> excited to hear about this. So I was like, I'm going to watch this movie first. I got nothing to do. I'm going to watch the movie and then I'll watch Trixie and Katya. It'll be like the icing on the cake. I wrote a seven page essay about how much I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I will not read it to you, but I was like, I am jotting down my thoughts. So you are so prolific. Like we didn't have transcripts for the blurb we're about to record and she wrote her own and now she's writing essays inspired by hate. I, like, I think was... you do love Schadenfreude. How do you pronounce it? Schadenfreude. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, so Rosamund Pike, AKA Ellen Pompeo 10 years ago. I mean, God, she looks just like her. So I've only ever seen her in Gone Girl. So I've only ever seen her play this like stick bitch. Oh, anyway, I don't even know what to start. The movie starts. Have you guys seen Hand the Rocks the Cradle? No, but I have seen Gone Girl, the film of a thousand frontals. No. Okay. So I don't like horror films. It said comic thriller and Diane Weiss is in it. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking in. This is going to be amazing. So it's terrible. Her character's name is Marla, and her job is a guardian, sort of like a Britney Spears conservatorship. So what she's doing is preying on old people, and she and this doctor are in cahoots, so they can just go, let's just use Nick as an example. I go to the doctor, and I say, Nick's got a lot of money. I want it. So the doctor says, Nick's a danger to himself. He's mentally impaired. He can't be trusted to take care of himself anymore. So I mean, she arrived. wrong. <laughs> She arrives at your house. You, you have nothing. You have like the beginnings of possible memory loss, but you're like in your 60s. 
So she would go to you. a lot this year. The doctor would go to the court and say, this person needs a guardian. And we couldn't bring her here today because she's just mentally unstable. So now I go to your house. You're just sitting there playing piano, listening to music, doing what you're doing. Knock on the door. Here's a court order. You're coming with me right now. I'm taking you to a senior center. You can't call anyone. I have conservatorship over your money, over your person. Let's go. And you have to go with her. And then she drops you off, asks you to open your cell phone so that she can put her number in, and then they take your cell phone away. I literally was like, ah! I mean, you could have killed my child in front of me, and I wouldn't have died. I was like, not the phone! <laughs> so she's obviously a billionaire. They've done this a million times. She has a picture of, I don't know, 200 wards on her wall of people. So then they put Diane Weiss in the home. Then they go to her house. They start cataloging all her shit. They sell all her stuff. They sell her house. The care home is in cahoots with her, so they won't let her call her family or a lawyer or anybody. And they've picked Diane Weiss because it looks like she has a ton of money and no relatives. So you hate her from the moment it starts. And of course, she's a lesbian because why wouldn't she? You've got to hate her. And her partner <laughs> is Jennifer Beals from Flashdance. She has the same hair. They're both gorgeous, whatever. So turns out she's picked the wrong woman. And she's fucking with Diane Weiss, taking her medication away, putting her in pain. Awful. Selling all her stuff. Finds her security deposit box. There are some millions of diamonds in there. Anyway, so you're rooting for, for uh, Marla to die at this point, right? You're like, oh, she's going to get her comeuppance. In the hand that rocks the cradle, this nanny infiltrates the family. It's Rebecca DeMornay. And she <laughs> sits in the rocking chair and is breastfeeding the family's baby. Like, it's t- fucking twisted. But in that movie, she gets hers. So you're like revving up. I'm like, great, the pandemic's turned me into a killer. Enough SVU episodes. I want this woman dead. I want to watch her die. I want it to be painful. I can't wait. Turns out, spoilers all over the place, Diane Weist's family is in the mob. They're Russian mafia, and her son is, you guessed it, Peter Dinklage. Um, <laughs> so at one point, this is the best scene ever. He's in his office on the rings with like his legs perfectly out in a pike, but he's obviously being held up by like strings or something. Anyway, he's a terrible Russian mob guy. He's going to murder her. They get the other brother to come and get him out of jail, get her, break her out. First of all, they, oh, oh, sorry. I'll stop in a minute. I know this is long. Sorry. (laughs) So then a lawyer shows up and it's Chris Messina from the Mindy Project. So, and he's wearing like flashy, like mobs to suit. You know what I mean? But you're like, he's going to fucking save the day. He goes to court. She demolishes him. He offers her money. She wants five million. He won't. She won't take it. He gets demolished. Peter Dinklage is throwing things in his head. Whatever. So then the other <laughs> brother goes to try to break her out of the home with these two goons. They tase the head of the care facility. They're trying to get Diane Weist out. They the two goons get killed by the security guard who shoots them, and then an oxygen tank. Whatever. She's running as they go out. Marla and her girlfriend show up, throw a bag over the guy's head, hit him with a baseball bat, and just as Diane Weiss is about to get to Peter Dinklage, they snack her back into the home. It's fucking terrible. Whatever, they go one-on-one. Peter Dinklage kills the doctor. He's gonna... Oh, you're not gonna watch this movie, are you? Anyway. (laughs) He kidnaps Marla and puts a a bag over her head. He's threatening her, whatever. He's like, fuck it, kill her. I don't care. Um... So he puts her in a car. They drug her with chloroform, which, you know, takes some time. Put her in a car, put the vodka bottle in between her legs, 
put the gas pedal down. She drives off the thing and into a lake. Guess what? She escapes because is she a Marvel comic? I don't know. At the same time, they're beating the shit out of her girlfriend, bat to the head, fill the house with gas. They're going to blow it up. Anyway, total bullshit. I'll just, I won't ruin the complete ending for you. She never gets hers. They oh go, decide to go into business together because they're both so fucking evil that they are going to make a mega corporation where they run the care facility and they run the parent. Oh, it's awful. It is awful. And you, <laughs> I mean, she does get something, but it is not enough. I want to see fingernails pulled out. I want to see them rip her teeth out of her head like this <laughs> was not satisfying. So then... Trixie and Katya, they don't really watch the movie. They watch like 10 minutes of it. They're talking over all the parts that are important. They need to know. They, of course, have time to watch Peter Dinklage on the rings because, you know, Katya is a gymnast. And Katya's like, did I write this movie? So then they like fast forward 30 minutes ahead and they read a thing. You're like, you don't know what his name is. You guys haven't been watching. So now I'm mad at them. Unsatisfying oh, all around. Is she a great actress? Yes. Did I buy it? Yes. Would I punch her in the face if I saw her? Maybe. But unsatisfying. I don't know that I've <sighs> ever seen anyone be this angry at a kid. First of all, Julie is completely slumped on the chair with exhaustion after exhaustion. raging for 10 minutes. Was it 10 minutes? Sorry. It felt like a hour. <laughs> but I was in really, How long is a hour in gay hours? <laughs> hour. <laughs> well, hopefully Emma will edit that down to a reasonable three minutes, but I don't know how. There's nothing from seven pages to like a page and a half. There's nothing that I love more than you righteously reaming anything. And F you Netflix. I don't want to watch that. I don't watch thrillers. I don't watch crap like that. I watched all the boys I've loved before. And I watch Shits Creek all the time and New Girl. I don't want to watch this. Well, it's number one on Netflix because they keep forcing it down their throats. Thankfully, I no longer have to watch it. Oh no. Not that I was- now, I think by the fifth watch, this is going to be my favorite movie of all times. Right now that I know what's happening, now that I am fully angered, I'm going to be like, oh, my God. And then this, ha- like, you can see it. It's going to be five yeah. views from now, the best movie on the planet. Her fashion is amazing. But it is, they are the meanest, most awful people in the world. Diane Weiss does get to say, you are a crock of cunts, which is pretty great. I do like that. I do like Rare Insults. There's a subreddit called Rare Insults, and some of them are just absolutely <laughs> amazing. But I will agree with the Trixie and Katya thing. If I have no interest in what they're watching and have not personally watched it, I'm all for their chaos and not actually subscribing to the narrative linear progression of the story. But, like, and this is embarrassing because the one where I was like, I'm actually invested in this and I want to hear your genuine thoughts after you've watched Cobra it. Cobra Kai fights? was Big Mouth. And I was like, you're skipping all the funny, you're missing the story yeah. of this cartoon. <laughs> you got caught on the yes, pussy hat sleigh, but not on anything else. <laughs> There's a transgender character, you're not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is huge. <laughs> and you are missing it. I know, it's. I've never done it that close before. It'd be like something I'd watched before, but I was not, not pleased. It's like when you introduce someone to a new song or, God forbid, a movie, and you have to watch through two hours of them on their phone, like, oh, I didn't like it. I was like, well, you didn't fucking watch it, okay? <laughs> and I hope you realize our friendship is terminated. They're like, I didn't know how you got in my house. And I was like, okay, well, this has been the... And I will continue to worship Trixie and Katya. I just will never do this again, where I yeah. watch the movie before. Well, it is definitely the queerification of Netflix, as first of all, lesbians, but also a talented British actress that's skinny and blonde being a cold-hearted bitch. That's just Who gets a haircut every six days, according to Trixie and Katya. Yeah, that's all you want. Oh, my God. 
Oh! And <laughs> she is smoking the biggest jewel through the whole thing. It Amazing. starts out kind of small, and then it gets humongous. So she's like sucking on a baby bottle the whole time. Is that professional? She's just like sitting there being a super fucking bitch, smoking her thing. Look, smoking is legal. I'm totally down for it. I watched um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Every fucking person in that smoked. I'm down with it. But you want to suck on a nipple? Go home. <laughs> Even it's bedazzled and bejeweled. Ugh. So as my palate cleanser, I chose the first episode of the Woody Allen Mia Farrow documentary. What the hell is wrong with you? I don't and know. And your choices. It's so sad. So triggering. And, the sh and they're all really slow talkers so i'm like uh, oh but i did watch i care a lot a lot in nick mode 10 seconds 10 seconds oh my nice. god i couldn't take it i could i literally was screaming in my house not just when they took her cell phone but that was the loudest one <laughs> well now netflix has the option where you can speed it up by two seconds so sometimes i'll skip every 10 seconds and it'll be sped up double time and i'll just be like why are I'm, we watching things if that's what i don't doing. know I don't know. My podcasts are always like, you could listen to this sped up. I'm like, or I could just listen to people talk. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have We're no just... time. It's a fucking pandemic. I'm not going anywhere. I fast forwarded because I was frightened. Yeah. I mean, I've got all the time in the world, but my tolerance for things is absolute zero. If I have to, like, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I have to pee, I start cursing the gods, the old and the new. And I'm just like, what do you mean? I have to fucking get up <laughs> out of my bed, out of my comfortable freezing room. Speaking of which... The gentleman from Get Out who is in Judas and the Black Messiah is amazing. That movie's great. Just so you know. That's like an adult movie. Really well done. Amazing acting. Amazing directing. A story I did not know. Horrendously sad. Why do white people exist? Done. All right. While we're still here for just one more second, and it's all Julie all the time because I do nothing but watch TV, we are going to need to watch The Lady and the Dale. Oh, okay. yeah. I started that. Me too. What did you think, Em? I'm into it so far. I'm like super, I think, I don't think we got through one full episode. I'm on episode one, but I'm it's in. It's super intriguing. Yeah. I was just like, oh, your dad is your mom and he's a grifter and she's a grifter. Let's talk about this. It's really like within the first five minutes, the a grown adult woman is like, so my dad became my mom and I thought that was great. And then he was a grifter and he, we never lived anywhere for more than two and a half months and we printed our own bills. And then fast forward, he created or was selling this three-wheeled car that I've never heard of. Anyway, it's fascinating. Highly, highly recommend. What's, okay, heard. What's it on? HBO Max. Well, I really appreciate you guys letting me get that off my chest because I've been holding it since Saturday. What up? <laughs> Julie, <laughs> literally, fantastic. we didn't have a choice. <laughs> no, it was, I, people being passionate about things, especially things that piss them off, I live, I stand, I love it. <laughs> I only watched Trixie and Katya watch it. I did not watch, I wouldn't, you know, that was enough for me, honestly. I'm appreciative that I had the whole thing told to me before I had to sit through it because it sounds I was like thinking you can't watch this, Emma, because it is yeah. awful. Nope, sounds excruciating. Meanwhile, I would probably enjoy this because I watched Train to Busan once more. Why do I want to? It's uh, a zombie movie. That's quite good. Anyway, they're remaking it for the English audience and everyone keeps posting that meme um or that screen grab of bong joo ho the director of parasite and snowpiercer watch both 
uh, saying, you know, if you can just get past the barrier of one inches of subtitles, you'll be open to a whole new world of cinema. And it's like, why do you have to remake Train to Busan? It is really an exceptional movie. It's got like 99% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's super fun. It's zombie, but it's very well structured. I watched Game of Thrones. I'm like, yeah, hit me with some giants and some white walkers. Uh, Emma, did you watch Parasite? Uh-huh. Did you make it through that? Because that's a nail yeah. biter. I did make it through that. I can I can do a do some suspense. You know, I need comfort food um, while doing it. Snacks. Well, it's helpful because you can just you can just dive into the subtitles too. Like if you're too overwhelmed, just read, and then you get sleepy because you're reading. <laughs> that doesn't work for everybody. I remember when they were hiding under that table in Parasite before the family was coming home. Before all the really so weird shit happens, I was like, <gasps> I'm like, I want to live in that house, but then I'd always be afraid there was someone under my table. I will say parentheses <laughs> italicized suspenseful music is more yes. terrifying to me than actual suspenseful music. <laughs> I'm like, I feel it so deeply in my bones. <laughs> Take it to the runway, runway. Take it to the runway, runway. Come on, girl. Put your face in the walk. I want to talk about the men and wigs and let's go to the UK first, shall we? Let's do it. Let's bring it to the fucking British Isles. (laughs) Bring it to the Isles, British Isles. Snatch Game UK. What did you think of this episode overall? Well, obviously, we'll give our gemstone scores later, but I absolutely adored this. The rise of Bimini is something I've been on board with probably since last episode, but I am on the bandwagon with Katya. <laughs> All the way since last episode. Wow. All the way. So Bimini obviously won the Snatch Game. Which is interesting because collectively there was one minute of full coverage on her. And yet everything everything she said was pure magic. I do, like, I know that Michelle Visage loves Madonna, but does she have to take over the UK in such an obvious way in the same manner that Madonna did? It is kind of exhausting how she's just like, oh, yes, this typical cultural dish from my home, the UK. It's like, you want Celebrity Big Brother. Calm down. Reminds me when Bog the Drag Queen said, the UK did what no one else could, which was make Michelle Visage famous. <laughs> what? Because Booyah. America did not want her. Now she is she still on the dancing show over there? She's done a lot of shows. She's like legit. She did um, Strictly. Ireland's Got Talent or something like that as well. She needs to make some coin. It doesn't sound like she is. I think she is. She is now, I think. But But she was complaining about being the sole breadwinner and raising her children. About UK. And then Gemma Collins, I will say this was disappointing because I absolutely adore her. I thought so. How many times must I say watch a YouTube compilation of Gemma Collins' best moments because they're the greatest moments in the entirety of human history. But she was very disappointing this episode. Didn't do anything but smile awkwardly through overfilled cheeks. And it just was like, I don't know. I was not into it. Bring Cheryl Hole. <laughs> yeah, that would have been more fun. Oh, my God. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I was really disappointed in Lawrence because it's Lawrence, but also because I love Miriam Margolis. She was the only person I knew. She was and the ha- nurse in Romeo and Juliet, and then she's on the Graham Norton show constantly. Yes, and she was also Mrs. Potts, or Professor oh, Potts, in Harry, Harry Potter. Potter That's fine. I don't see you any less than I already did. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kidding. I adore you. Uh, because we're the same, and I adore myself. But no, she is hilarious on Graham Norton. Did you see that segment when she talked about creaming her pants? Yes. To Lawrence Olivier? Ah, just absolute magic. I really think that Lawrence even did a good job on the makeup. She really does look like her a little bit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it makes sense that she was a gardener in 
uh, Harry Potter because it does look like something that was recently unearthed. And I mean that in the best possible way. She's very salt of the earth, earthy. She's so fun. And I remember someone, she once said, people on the internet kept calling me ugly. And I was just like, I just don't believe it. <laughs> and it was just like the most stunning thing. She's like, I just don't see it. I don't believe it. I am who I am. I think of us as funny people. If we did Snatch Game, if you like, you can only be yourself. I may be. Because Tia Coffee is hilarious in the workroom. Her talking heads, Lawrence, they're two of the funniest people. And they both failed miserably. Yeah, it's sort of like suppressing your natural comedic instinct by shoehorning into a character that you don't necessarily understand. Or you did like a Wikipedia page worth of research. I feel like the more research you do, the, the worse off you are. Who's your favorite? Okay, I'll just go with mine. Katya as <laughs> Bjork, hilarious. Alaska as Mae West. Who else do you like? Ben de la Creme as Maggie Smith. As Maggie Smith was hilarious and also as Paul Hyde, right? Or who was it? Paul Lind. Paul Lind, yeah. Jekyll, Jekyll Hyde, Jekyll Hyde, Jekyll Hyde. Ginger as Adele. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was also super good. Bob did a great job, too, as the oh 17 my characters God. that he did. Uzo Aduba. Uzo Aduba, and then also... Um, Alexis Michelle, who I cannot stand, as Liza Minnelli. Fantastic. The gays it's love Liza that. with a Z. <laughs> Maybe we can all do Liza. <laughs> but it does seem like I keep looking forward to um, the reading challenge, the puppets, and Snatch and Game, and they're all terrible. Lately. So why are we yeah. so excited? Because sometimes I don't know. they're magic. <laughs> yes. Bimini Bamboulash was for sure. Yeah. I don't think they've been... I think they've been... Consistently disappointing since season 10. I mean, we do have some outliers like um, Naomi Small's Wendy Williams was pretty funny. Uh, Juju B's Eartha Kit was hilarious. Um, and then Shay's Flavor Flav was solid. But, I mean, the best ones happened very early on in, in Drag Race. Kennedy Davenport's Little Richard was super good. Alyssa Edwards as uh, Joan Crawford. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so as a gay, do you know this Louis Spencer person? No, he reminded me of like Brian Feldman or something that does a lot of choreography for UK, um, got talent shows, but it wasn't him. So no. Do you think that this, oh, we have a picture up of him with his uh, pecs out. Do you think this is where Jamal got the idea for his outfit this week? Because we had all men, all male cleavage all the time. Tits out for days. Um, no, I, I don't, I don't understand, nor do I like or appreciate, um, I feel like Ahura should have gotten some credit, though, because here's a character I don't know, and I did think she was funny when the legs came up and everything. Yeah, it was fine. I'm not a huge fan of Ahura, but maybe Emma will start to like her like she started liking Rosé, and I'll have to. Seems like my brand. So Tace is playing somebody from Captain Kim, this Jane Turner woman. Hmm. So this is the character. It's not really a person. Was Captain Kim? I thought that was an Australian show. It is an Australian show. And she was Australian. It makes sense now. <laughs> but then her accent like went in and out. And then she was British again. I just love Tace. I want to be friends with her. Uh, she's funny. She's like, she has this sort of like irrepressible positivity mixed with bitchiness that I really respond to. And energy. She just got energy. Sister, sister. I don't know why she's receiving all the world's hate on Twitter, but she is. Yeah. I mean, have I said she should go home and I don't understand her? Yes. Does that mean I hate her? No. Um, <clears throat> Tia's Melby was awful. And Mel B is a huge personality. You could have done any era of Mel B and it would have been funny. She's a naturally charismatic, ridiculous person. And she didn't even look like Mel B at all. At all. So we agree Bimini was hilarious. She's dating character oh the whole time. Oh my She's just lovable. God. 
It's like, and then I love how she took the piss out of Gemma. Look at me taking on regional colloquialisms. Um, <laughs> the piss out of Gemma the entire time. And it was just like, yeah, Gemma was knocking on my uh, dressing room door earlier. I let her out eventually. So overall, lackluster snatch game. Good for Bimini. I've been saying the eyes are the nipples of the face. (laughs) She's just great. She's so charming. She was awesome. I thought she was great. And she's so reveling. It's nice to see a queen have a positive social media response. Oh, my God. And she's adoring it. She's updating every 15 minutes. She's like, 400,000 on Instagram. Yay! It is nice to see that sort of positivity. And especially, I mean, not that there's any way that you should act if you're in a marginalized community, but the dichotomy between Jeannie Lemon and Bimini, and here's someone who's like non-binary representing the transgender crowd, flying that flag super proudly, embracing, owning, and just being like unadulteratedly joyous about the whole thing. That's just intoxicating. You think it's because she's really short and skinny? I need you to calm down with the skinny talk. (laughs) (laughs) Jeannie Lemon has fibromyalgia, okay? She's in a lot of pain. That poor thing. I know. She and she has out. terrible hair. <laughs> so we go to the runway. These runways. So we're prehistoric and everyone went the basic route of I'm a cave woman, which is why Bimini's was so exceptional. Except but we didn't know what it was. Did you know what it was? No. And they didn't know either. And it made it that much more obvious that the ad libs were taped thereafter <laughs> because they were on the runway saying, what are you? But during the actual walk, they were making all these bacterial jokes that clearly were piped in later. What did you think of RuPaul's ice skating costume? <laughs> I mean, I would have Michelle Kwan it probably, given it a silver. You can't get nude illusion that matches RuPaul's skin. She has a whole it's team. Did Tia Copy RuPaul. steal them? 50 people. <laughs> no, because she looks like ass. Ohora in her 3D printed outfit, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, it looks very Mad Max slash Bad Romance Lady Gaga with the fur sort of situation. She looks stunning. She's got these, yeah, these 3D printed bones on her ridiculous body. The makeup looks a little circus to me, but maybe that's just because I always have to find something to hate about her. (laughs) Spread love. (laughs) Taste, what's in her mouth? I don't care. (laughs) It's... My entire wig, because she snatched it right off my scalp. <laughs> she looks like the first Slayer from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She does look like the first Slayer. <laughs> Just this animalistic, ah, uh, she looked great. Sister, sister, this outfit is terrible and boring. Yeah. Why does she have a beehive? I don't understand it. It's just very tall, and it looks like sort of like an absolutely fabulous mixed with Marge. Well, they said that once again, she had a different outfit planned for the runway, and then came back with this, which everyone is saying she stole from Lawrence. Isn't this what RuPaul said to do, though? There's probably, there's arguably a line between stepping it up and copying off of other people. I did like the skeletal cat, though. Yeah, that was cute. A little bedazzled. Tia Coffee, did you want to go home? Because this is the outfit to send you home. So she's supposed to be a pterodactyl, but if anyone's watched Doctor Who, there's this moisturize me, like stretched out skin. Gross. Sort of demon situation, and she looks exactly like that. It's so bad, and she said there were rhinestones everywhere. I guess they're in the wings. Bimini Bamboulash. Stunning. So cool. High fashion, gorgeous. It moved very well. It looked shoes. like she was flagellating in a Petri dish, and we were examining her through a microscope. The whole fantasy I was in, completely on board with. And she looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just Dead so cool. and gorgeous. Yeah, she made red cabbage look more appetizing than it has ever been. <laughs> so here's Lawrence. Um, 
It suits her body well. I do like that the teeth were super fucked up because dental care wasn't a priority in prehistoric times. I was still isn't. Teenager. They're bones in your mouth. They're not considered health insurance. It doesn't make any sense. But also, but then you can wear them as jewelry. <laughs> teeth when it. Good I mean, everyone everyone died very early, so their teeth didn't have an opportunity to fully decay. But it really wasn't until sugar was introduced into the diet that teeth started decaying so rapidly. Like, wealthy aristocrats in France would always have decayed teeth, and that was considered, like, a sign of, of power because you had access to sweet foods. Whereas the meat and potato peasants had a full set of chompers and then died at 30. The more you know. <laughs> I do agree with Bob the Drag Queen that the silhouette is the same on Lawrence every single week. Like, they wear the same silhouette every single time. Her and I don't know. Moment, who I always forget about. If she makes it to the top, top four, I'm going to scream. Hey, guess what? Here she is. She's Bam Bam. Um, with She went full cartoon with the red hair and then went more authentic with the bustier and the skirt situation. Um, I give it out of 10. I give it no. <laughs> Bimini won. So we're excited about that. Yes. Her so first deserved. solo win. Well deserved. Yes. So well deserved. Lip sync between Lawrence Cheney. I expected more from Lawrence Cheney, to be honest with you. I, I was underwhelmed with both of this week's lip syncs. Um, but yeah, Tia Coffee did what used to be a cardinal sin, which is if your panties are showing and your dress rides up, goodbye. She did that last week. And stayed. What's happening? I know, but not a lot of energy or fun. I want I want Denali. I want somebody who's having a blast, and I want to go see them and throw money and have fun and be silly. This did not I, make me want to go see Lawrence Cheney. I do love Tia Coffee's exit line where she was like, are you sure? <laughs> I have nothing else to do. So, <laughs> I can stay, man. Yeah. So fun. So I don't know if Lawrence is going to win if this is the way she lip syncs. It's got to be taste or I was going to say taste or Ahura. Bimini. I don't like Ahura. I, I think you've made that person. abundantly clear. <laughs> it's nothing against her as a person. I just don't find her likable or engaging. <laughs> I consider it a personal attack. <laughs> taste can lip sync. Her looks are great. She's funny. Between her and Bimini, that would be interesting. Oh, my God. They were the standouts at Snatch Game. Shall we head to the chat and give them some gemstones? Let's do it. Ready? Ready. Let's do it. Wow, Emma, look at us. <laughs> we both had 91. Julie had 88. We the had the year of my birth. Great. You had the year of Emma. The lip sync was not fun. No. But overall, good episode. I am not as, like, UK is so much better than America right now. I think they're both fun. Mm-hmm. I am. Well, we know that you are. Because you're a butt. <laughs> um, in the UK, they call it an arse. So. Oh, it's Em's fave. So, Emma, please tell us about your conversion to Roseism. You know, it happened slowly. Um, I think her being in the Pork Chop Lounge, episode one really started us off on a different track than we would have been on had she been on the winner's team. There's just a good enough humility that I am willing to give her a chance. And then she just isn't as whiny as Denali in her, like, she just seems to strike a good balance between uh, talented, working hard, hungry, wants it, arrogant, yes, but also, you know, she's been willing to be a loser and she hasn't, like, thrown a total fit, you know, this whole season. And I ended up feeling pretty satisfied that she won this episode. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm not on the rosé train yet, but... Eh, it's hard uh, to hate her as much as I wanted to in episode one. <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe I'll rewatch. Might just be me. <laughs> well, no, so this, I'm definitely on the. Sorry, go. I'm definitely on the stage of like new, net neutrality with uh, <laughs> Rose at the moment, and it is interesting because I, as soon as people start winning, I do immediately turn on them, and I'm just a fickle bitch because Olivia won two weeks in a row, and I was like, "Girl, you're not that good." So everyone's super sad that Lala went home once again, feeding into Elliot's psyche that no one really likes her and wants her there because they're all like, Lala, she was the best. I don't think anyone said like, good job, Elliot. And then they're like, way to go, Olivia. (coughs) So like, make sure not to say anything nice to Elliot. And we find out that this week's maxi challenge is a rusical, which I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. So they go to pick parts and no one is in charge of picking parts, which seems terrifying. Um, Rose and Denali both want the same part and <laughs> Elliot has a great idea. What if we made you guys uh, audition for us? Elliot and Elliot, Utica, shut up. They both seem like the mouthpieces for the producers because you can literally see oh, the producer so like in the background pulling away from their ears. They whisper, ask them about this. And they're just like, what if you guys auditioned? What if I hid behind this like little thing? As if they didn't notice an entire camera pointed at behind a seemingly innocuous room divider. I feel like Elliot should have been like, no, the girls are finally starting to like me. No, but she doesn't anyway. And Olivia's like, I can't believe we're putting these bitches through this, but I can't wait to see it. I know. <laughs> Rose can sing. There's no question. It feeds into mine. She is a musical theater queen. She's not a drag queen. It's theory, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, I will say based on because I um, the Scottish thing may be overdone, but it wasn't until I saw the screen drab that I fully embraced her Scottish. <laughs> Heritage, because she looks like someone reading a eulogy at an Irish wake, um, fully pissed <laughs> off of her ass. And she could be 40, she could be 80, she could be dead already. Oh, did you hear Katya this week say that what we all think, or what I thought trade meant? I thought trade just meant like a hot guy. But she said trade is a gay guy who can pass for straight, who's really attractive. But trade is like a tradesman, like he passes for straight. And I think Rosé is trade. Yeah, for sure. Denali was not as good. She just seems she does seem very bitchy and whiny where it's just it's almost entitled where it's like, I mean, she does have good looks and she does have talent, but she's just like, I should be recognized more in this situation. It's like there are talented queens here. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> hey guys, she still breaks out in hives. She was picked ninth for Bravo Wears Prada. She's just like the rest of us. I don't understand all this half a hate because so many people <laughs> dislike Anne Hathaway and why? I'm curious. Oh, I don't know how to say it without being evil. <laughs> she's not Julia Roberts, and she acts like she's Julia Roberts. How's that? But I don't know that she thinks that. I think people are projecting that upon her. I think she's a talented person who has been honest about not being as talented as a lot of her peers, but still does the best she can. Also, she quit the church when she found out where they took a hard line against gay marriage or gays existing and her brother's gay, and she's always been an advocate. She was very sweet. She was very helpful. I thought she gave really good advice. Much better than the normal person that comes through. I think she's just like a sweet, normal person who has gotten some praise that people think she doesn't deserve. And maybe she won an Oscar. She got an Oscar. Yeah. Who has that? So off we go to vocal training with Michelle Visage. Tina did a great job in there. Um, Simone. I would have just said to Simone, you know, your factory voice, just use that. Just do the whole thing in your factory accent. And it would have been funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to sing, like Bimini didn't sing. She like yelled. Yeah, exactly. I think if I'm she gonna... just done it in her factory, she would have been really funny. Yeah. 
Emma and EK, she is absolutely not because she didn't see she that's beautiful advice. And that's what Emma and EK said. Like, just do your thing. And that's why that verse was so good, because you had I don't know what's going on in the Bimini voice. I do not think Michelle did any favors for Simone. Um, and then um, Candy Muse, they obviously auto-tuned her whole part. So why didn't they do that for Simone? That's a great question. I did not realize. And once again, we continue with the let's show how awful they are in the rehearsal. And then they're amazing on stage. Utica nailed all of those words. I yeah. know. <laughs> Was she doing any of the dance moves Jamal gave her? I, I don't know. But... <laughs> But she was way more passable than I was expecting her to be in the right? final performance. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, she can't even say meteorological. <laughs> well, they also gave her the verse that was Buster Rhymes from Look at Me Now, where it's like, and it's like, girl, she can't even move her body. <laughs> and she's got a big mouth to work around. Seriously. So we're off to dance studio. And I love how every time Candy wears the shorts, Rupaul's <laughs> like, he's just loving them little shorts. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> She does. Now here's Jamal with a custom made <laughs> shirt to show off his tattoo. Maybe there is, there is a dude, there's a meme going around of this dude who cut out a circle in his windbreaker to show his back tattoo. <laughs> and everyone was just like iPhone phone cases because <laughs> it shows off the Apple. Uh, he looks like a Bengal tiger and I'm not mad about it. Honestly, the look that you have screen grab right here, he's looking sultry. He's looking into it. He's like, you're giving me dick. And it's like, okay. What about this challenge? one? <laughs> <laughs> That looks like he's having a stroke. <laughs> Moving on. Rosé did a great job of choreography. I loved this part of Denali yeah. and uh, Got Mick with their head slammings. Mm -hmm. I know. I was just like, it very much gave me um, summer swim team vibes. When yes. you just perpetually have ear in, <laughs> in, like water in your ear. Yeah. They were great. I thought they were really fun, though. And I feel like Jamal actually gave people choreography, which is great. I don't know why those Frosted Tips people have been doing it. Um I have never seen this meme of of Candy. I'm guessing you have. I have. <laughs> I have, yeah. I still yes. don't understand what's wrong with her. She's sitting alone in the VIP, and she's <laughs> pissed about it. Feeling alone. This industry is really lonely. And they said she's sitting on stage. <laughs> Everyone wants a photo with me, but no one asked me how my day was. I like her even less. Yeah, that was a meme, though, where every other drag queen did sitting alone. <laughs> When she called herself out, she was like, as if I thought that was the most profound thing in the world. She's like, as we talk about social media, I was what to be. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Did we Speaking have any other social worker moments in this? Uh, Tina Burner's hair. Was that a social? Oh, no. They talked about her dating Graham Norton. Mm -hmm. She's like, it wasn't just like a one night stand. We like dated. You're like 10 We're years ago. relationship. <laughs> so we head to the actual musical. Tina Burner starts us out. What'd you think I did not Tina? think she did poorly. They put yeah. her in the bottom for zero reason. I thought she was fine because she slipped up once at the end. She seems solid. Yeah, this felt like some producing nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Olivia is adorable. This wig is everything. She looks like she's from inside out. I just love her. <laughs> she should not have worn a shirt that will show her sweat, which I'll show you in just a minute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the outfit was rough. Rough. Rosé's outfit. <laughs> Candy does look like she needs a shower. They do do them two times back to back. So my guess is it's hot. She just got uh -huh. grosser. Simone looks like she's not wearing any pants. I don't understand this outfit at all. Yeah, she's wearing that lime green trench coat and the pink hair. I didn't mind it. But, like, Jamal was me throughout the entire performance this of Candy. This is him because looking quizzically at Simone. Where are the moves? 
Where are the moves? Well, and then Candy, she did not do a good job. And then to defend herself was like, I had a good time. I was loving it. I was like, just because you enjoy what you're doing doesn't mean you're good at it. <laughs> Agree. Oh, Elliot. <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> so Elliot's part was awful. She has like this flashlight. You can't really see her. Her outfit is awful. Her part of the song is terrible. Uh-huh. I felt bad for her. And this wig is a nightmare. Yeah. Coming off of season 12, which had great musical acts because they were about to launch the Las Vegas situation. So they had me in the mirror, losing us in winning. Their musical was super fun. Obviously, Madonna, you can't fuck that up. This I did not enjoy, really. I liked it better the second time through. Rose was great, but she's the same. Mm-hmm. I don't see her lighting up out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe she did. I just didn't see. I feel like she's one very strong note. Yeah, I agree. I would I would agree she's not like overly illuminated in this yeah. competition, but I also feel like she has more light and talent than she'd been given credit for so far in the competition. So I'm glad she like had a moment where she oh got Oh my to- god, are you wearing your I stand rose underwear today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm prefacing to say that like it's okay if she can if she fades back. Like I don't think she needs to win this season. Uh, but I'm glad she didn't just like not get any credit for what she can do. Like, I've been wrong about everything that's happened on Drag Race so far, but I feel like they're setting us up for a Rosé supremacy situation where she, like, this is her arc of, I'm the loser, I'm the loser, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm winning, I just keep winning. I don't know. I I feel like Gottman's on a supremacy arc, which they just, like, keep kind of, she bobs down a little bit, but she's never fallen, and I don't think she will fall, and I don't know. She was so fun in this. That face, that screen grab right there. She looks like a Russian figure skating coach. <laughs> That's what I said. Triple Axel, not triple Let's. I don't know why I hate Denali's wig. I hate Denali's whole look. I don't get that Russian vibe off of her. I get what she's going for. I just don't think she got there for me. Yeah. I, she does. For me, she looks like a Natasha. And she I know. It's what like, she's trying to look like, but. Yeah. And they ended in the splits together. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. I love RuPaul's look. Yes, that was really It's cool. insane. I love her hair. I love this teal shiny jacket. Oh, I loved it. I feel like everyone was doing executive realness this season with just putting on a fucking blazer like Olivia and Elliot. And she was like, here's this is how this is fucking done, kiddos. Yeah, I was like, where's my blazers. sweaty picture? There we go. Oh, there it is. <laughs> She's dripping. Yeah. So then we get to the runway, which is yellow. <laughs> yellow. I think this is the best thing Tina's worn. Uh, I like agree. this a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sh- look makes her look like a woman. She's got shape. Mm-hmm. It's campy. Yeah, it's the taxi look, and then she's got the fucking headlights that she turns on. Like, she probably <laughs> paid $20,000 for this look that could cost ten, but she still looks great. Love it. Olivia looks. Kamora Hall has returned to the competition <laughs> in this Bob Mackie illusion dress. Except if she had to lip sync, her skirt comes off. Yeah. I mean, I, there was something, I forget who posted it on Twitter, but they should, they should allow the queens to um, change into a different ensemble. Because constantly having to have a reveal look that you can lip sync in isn't great. Because then we're robbing ourselves of Kimura's. But they've done it other times. Because remember, Katya was in that latex like fish dress that was so tight. They've done and it on then, All Stars. Yeah, maybe it's just All Stars. What did you think of Simone's outfit? I thought she looked great. I mean, there was it was sort of like the blue dress. What color is it? Because she looks like a tennis ball, which I naturally gravitated towards. <laughs> but 
her host suspenders. So into it. I love it. I think she's a star on the runway. I love it, Simone Yeh. Utica looks like shit. <laughs> um, I still like Utica very much. She's been very underwhelming since the fashion challenge. Since the show began? Since the fashion <laughs> challenge. This was this was just a poor look. I mean, it does I mean, I maybe there's a reference I missed. Um, I don't understand why it's quilted northern on the bottom and then regal on the top. It's like Mary Queen of Scots um, in a high school production. This is the uh, forbidden dress. Yeah, the like sideless dresses were banned, but the fabric choices for the skirt are just awful. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, I know. Like it, so it's not updating or elevating the concept at all. Which is no, and it, it, you needed like to hoop that skirt out so that it had like some weight, you know, some width to it. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> Candy. So I I don't mind like the flower power look with her, but it does look like a regional drag queen attempting to do Beyonce and not succeeding. And the flowers in her hair were just a hodgepodge mess. Got mixed outfit. Cool. It reminded me of Denali's crash test dummy. Yeah, I forgot that we'd already seen a crash test dummy. <laughs> but God, they were oh, like, oh my God, it's amazing. I was like, we've already seen it. I know. Um, I think if Denali needs a cincher, right? If she had a tight little waist, that would have been great. And then we've got Rosé as the mask. Whatever. <laughs> it did look orange. It seemed okay. She still deserved the win. Yes. So we've got Tina, Candy, and Simone in the bottom. Scandal and totally produced because we've got the mean girls in the bottom. Uh, Simone's not a mean deserve- girl. We got the winners in the bottom. You're right. You're right. That was my bad. Mm-hmm. Tina and Candy are mean girls. Simone and Candy legitimately did poorly. I thought Elliot should be in the bottom and Utica. I can agree with Utica. Um, I think she turned it out in the performance. I didn't love her. I mean, I love Utica anyway, so I don't want her in the bottom, but she's been underwhelming for like weeks. Yeah. So then they lip sync Fifth Harmony, some song I've never heard of where they say Michelle Obama a lot. I like that. Michelle part. Obama. Part so big. Boss with two dollar signs. Nice. <laughs> I was not underwhelmed by this lip sync. I watched it a couple times. I feel like Simone is a laser focused. She is so on. Yeah. And then Candy is doing amazing shit. I mean, I don't even like Candy. And I was like, fuck, that was awesome. So then when they were announcing who the winner was, I was wearing a hat because, you know, I like to layer up. So I had to pull the hat down <laughs> over my eyes because I was like, oh, my God, if Simone goes home, I'm going to freak out, and especially to Candy. Uh-huh. So I was super relieved when she won. And then I thought it could be a double save. I wouldn't be happy, but I could see it. They both really turned it out. And then when she said, you know, Candy Muse, goodbye. I was like, yes. John <laughs> Freuden again. And then she's like, wait, I'm not finished with you. I was like, is anyone ever going to leave the show? Are we ever going to be finished? And next week isn't even an episode. Nope. We've got a bye. <laughs> just keeps going. So here's the theory. Do you think they are stringing, because this is painful, do you think they're stringing the season out so they can have a live finale, or they're hoping to have a live finale eventually? That would make sense, because there's no other reason. Because UK's on at the exact same time. It's not like we have no drag content. Looks like they've already filmed Drag Race Australia. That's in the can, so they just need to put it together. I don't know if they've done Canada yet, but... Yeah, I mean, so Blue Eyed Ranger had a great point. We've had eight episodes, and like what, four queens have gone home? The entire UK season one was eight episodes. (laughs) <laughs> I do think this is a high caliber group of people though. Yeah. I feel like if this were another year, I would be pulling out my fingernails at this point, but I love, it's a really talented group of people. 
I feel bad for season 12 because they're never going to go on tour ever. And when tour starts up again, it's going to be season 13 that everybody wants to see. So those girls aren't going to make a dime. Yeah. All right. Let's head to the chat. Let's get some jammers. Will I watch this episode again? I already have. <laughs> Ready, Freddy's? Oh, Nick 89, Emma 93, and Julie with a perfect score of 91. <laughs> I am so really perfect. sad that next week is not an episode, but. I know. How did they live in pandemic? Like the rest of us, fucking <laughs> Zooming and alone and eating crap. All right, for our game this week, I'd like to play a little Would You Rather. Are you ready? (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Please feel free to answer at home. Would you rather be a reverse centaur or a reverse mermaid or merman? Okay, so so reverse mermaid is... Reverse reverse mermaid would be like... Reverse centaur would be the horse head with the body of a man. Reverse (laughs) mermaid would be fish face, human body. Jesus. (laughs) You're like a horse with arms uh-huh. or a fish face on a body. Oh I mean, I would God. like to be able to, would I, be, I would be able to breathe underwater then, right? So that'd be cool. But then I'd have to leave my terrestrial life behind. I think fish. <laughs> I think horse. <laughs> I'm going reverse mermaid. Would you rather your only mode of transportation be a donkey or a giraffe? A donkey. Donkey. I mean, a giraffe obviously. just doesn't make as much sense. <laughs> They're gonna get distracted by trees. They Donkeys are built fit for under, this. Like bridges and tunnels. <laughs> you touch the bridge and tunnel from New Jersey. <laughs> are you going to visit Michelle Visage's family? <laughs> what did she it. say? Prostitution, whore. <laughs> um, for the rest of your life, would you rather only be able to use a fork or only be able to use a spoon? Fork. I feel like it has more utility, and I can just slurp down cereal with my mouth and soup. Yeah, and you no, can't stir with my mouth. anything. Mm. I can eat Indian food with a spoon. I usually do. Yeah, I think a spoon. Spaghetti will be interesting, but I'll mean, make it work. <laughs> Chop it up. Chopsticks. Chopsticks. I just fucking love pasta. I couldn't do it. Most pasta shapes fit on a spoon. Okay, chef, I get it. You went to <laughs> culinary school. Would you rather every shirt you ever wear be kind of itchy or only be able to use one-ply toilet paper? One-ply toilet one paper. One-ply, 100%. Obviously. Obviously. You could just double up. environment. I cannot wear itchy clothes. No. Oh, use a fucking bidet. We like, grew up Jesus on Scott. It's fine. <laughs> That's what I still use. Yeah. And whenever yeah. I go to anyone's house and they have like fancy, I'm like, this is, what is this, a paper towel? I can't use this. <laughs> I'm like, can I pull this apart? This is way too much. Do I have to put this in the wastebasket? <laughs> yeah. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Is this what they're talking about when they say do not put stuff in the toilet? Oh, this is why we all have a podcast together. We completely agree. <laughs> Would you rather have edible spaghetti hair that regrows every night? Or sweat <laughs> maple syrup. Do you have to eat the spaghetti hair before you go to bed so that it can regrow? Yeah, well, you turn into that sheep who escaped <laughs> and needed to be shorn after five years because it looked like Bob Ross on crack. Did you guys ever have the Barbie doll that you like put the play doh and you cranked it and the yes. hair would like grow out? <laughs> yes. I can't I mean, answer prob- those questions, Emma. <laughs> edible spaghetti hair, or when you sweat, it smells like maple syrup, which we know Probably now smells like Northrax. I was like, yeah. I'm pretty I think edible ed- spaghetti hair, yeah. Because then I would never have to buy sweat. groceries. <laughs> You're just going to eat your, your own hair. hair. It regrows. It's like an, 
Just because it's edible doesn't mean you should eat it. <laughs> no, but it's economical too. It's edible hair that I grow myself. Sustainability. <laughs> Emma, what did you pick? Maple syrup sweat. Why not I sweat so. deliciously? <laughs> Gross. Agreed. Would you rather be unable to move your body every time it rains or not be able to stop moving while the sun is out? Mm. So you're Ooh, yeah. frozen and paralyzed when it's raining or you got the wiggles. Like Utica, I'm Utica every time the sun's, sun's out. I think paralyzation rain. Paralyzation rain, yeah. I mean, it's kind of already what I want to do. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> You're like, I've been paralyzed. I'm going with the sun. I mean, it's, yeah, it's precipitatory paralyzation or Michael J. Fox sunshine. Would you rather have all dogs try to attack you when they see you or all birds try to attack you? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. I'm Probably going birds. dogs. <gasps> no. I like dogs. I want them to like me. I don't like birds. Fuck them. They're going to come at me. Come at me. But, like, but the, no but, one's holding the birds back with a leash to keep them from attacking you. The crow and you not part four. <laughs> have you not seen the birds by Alfred Hitchcock? No. I no, have. No, no. no. Shant. No, because the bird. Have you not seen magpie attacks in, in uh, Australia? I'm allowed to pick what I want. I will wear one of those <laughs> giant umbrella hats and I will carry a baseball bat and that will be that. I would not want dogs to always be sad or attacking or evil when they see me. When a dog sees you and they wake their tail and they're so excited, that would go away. Yeah. Birds are never happy to see you. I hate birds. They would never come see you if there were birds attacking you at all time. There aren't birds everywhere. There are. There are. No you don't see them because they're not attacking you. <laughs> so I guess you both are picking birds or dogs. I'm yeah. very tired, well, but I think I'm going to go with dogs. I hate it, though. I hate that life. <laughs> Okay, open your minds. Would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions or okay. tattoos appear all over your body depicting what you did yesterday? <laughs> I want the tattoos. <laughs> I think I want the mood skin. I don't know. No. Emotional epidermis? Yes, bitch. I don't want people to know my emotions like that, you know? I mean, I have a face where you can pretty much tell what I'm thinking, which is mostly fuck off. So I, I think I would go with that one. What if I did something embarrassing yesterday? Like every picture is of me sleeping, watching television, eating on my bed. I, I'm assuming <laughs> the tattoos are going to be more artistically rendered. And so it's like not like people can <laughs> call out everything I did. That's <laughs> true. A body full of tattoos. <laughs> it's like, here's you sitting on the couch with a computer. Here's you lying on the floor with a computer. Because you're not showering with a computer. Wouldn't be embarrassed, you know? Right. And maybe that motivates you to do some really cool stuff with your day so that it's more. That's true. <laughs> All right. You've convinced me I'm switching. I'm going to tattoos. <laughs> oh, but I, I can't convince you because it's your decision? <laughs> All right. Would you rather have to fart loudly every time you have a serious conversation or have to burp after every kiss? Fart after a serious conversation. <laughs> after every kiss? I just end up doing those weird old Hollywood 1940s kisses where you're just like lips are against each other for four minutes. <laughs> like every time you separate, would you burp? Or is that, is that considered one? Is, like, is a makeout session one kiss? I love that you guys are asking me questions like I came up with these while sitting on top of a mountain and I wrote out a book of rules, but I'm just reading them off the internet. Burp. But it's still fun to ask for specifics. Because <laughs> I had the same questioning. But yeah, I think I'd fart. <laughs> Yeah. So someone's like, I, I'm Elliot. I have clinical depression. <laughs> Probably. Because then I'd be like, yeah, and I fart every time someone brings up something serious. <laughs> All right. Way. Let's start our last one, and it includes another bird. 
Would you rather vomit uncontrollably for one minute every time you hear a happy birthday song or get a headache that lasts the rest of the day every time you see the bird? Oh, the birthday song for sure. You can't even legally play it on most TV shows unless you... No, you can. It's free. It's Happy birthday is a free one. It's not. Happy birthday is not free. You cannot sing happy birthday. Once again, nine out of ten times you're right, so we'll just go. <laughs> um, so I would just, on my birthday, I would just hide out. I wouldn't go to birthday parties. I don't, I, my life would change not at all. <laughs> like, literally not at all. <laughs> I I don't like throwing up. For just one minute, though. I don't like it. But a headache for the rest of the day after you see one bird? I know, and according to you guys, birds are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Especially when I take Frank on a walk. Like, I would birds. never walk my dog, and then he'd be so sad. <laughs> I guess yeah, I think I have to throw up. Ugh, my teeth are going to hate that. I feel like that's a good place to end it. We can do Woody <laughs> Others at any time. Gosh. Turns out we're all very weird. <laughs> uh, anything else burning a, a desire that you need to speak about before we get out of here? My pee's been burning lately. <laughs> So we want to thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Takes All Over the Place. Please, if you'd like to see the amazing slideshow that barely works, Emma will be posting that at TakesPod.com. We also host another podcast where we break down episodes of 30 Rock called Blurg. Um, so you can come and listen to that on all your platforms. And we just want to say thank you so much for listening today. It has been a pleasure, a privilege, and we will see you. Why are you editing me again? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she literally was putting her fingers closer and closer together. Like, shut the fuck up. I just meant we don't need another extended ending because I already did that. And look what you've brought on yourself. Another extended ending. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. <laughs>